Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hello everybody, I'm back again after another, well actually quite a significantly uh, more extended period of time to the previous gap. So, where have I been? Well, long story short, COVID has kind of kicked the ass of the podcast. (laughs) My ass. Uh, Actually, well, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more about that, actually, to be fair. <clears throat> I've not got it now. I've got I've actually got hay fever now, which is why I'm coughing. So just put that out there now. I've not got COVID. I've just got a bit of a hay fever cough. But, um, yeah, I, uh, COVID ran, ran its way through my uh, my household. Two people in my house managed to get it, uh, resulting in two weeks of isolation, pretty much. Um, we then got rid of that. And then we had another two weeks of isolation um so yeah for the best part of a month with covid significantly uh, messing things up now anybody out there um that has a, a family busy family doing lots of different activities kids doing different things as well as being self-employed you'll know that when your partner or somebody within your household that you're depending on for for driving and stuff gets this and have to isolate it really turns things upside down so yeah i've been Basically running around like a headless chicken, bit of a family taxi driver for the last month, um, as well as trying to run the business and everything in between. So every time I've sat down to do a recording for the podcast or I've planned something, I've either been stuck at home or somewhere in between. So anyway, a little explanation as to where I've been. Also, <clears throat> and let's say a big shout out to both uh, mitmaster.com and martialytics.com as well for sticking by me during this period. Um, I had all sorts of cool stuff planned for the podcast and all these things we were going to do and then bang all this drops and uh, anyway 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 so um, little disclaimer uh, this recording that you're about to hear um, was actually done last week so back end of last week before the England match you'll 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 well say the the Euro finals You'll hear me referencing it a couple of times, um, so if you're wondering why I'm talking about that's why it was recorded last week. So, um, just to explain that one as well. So, what's been going on other than the COVID stuff I've already explained? Well, I've been keeping busy with my martial arts school, as I'm sure many of you, have, uh, many of you out there have been as well, whether you're teaching or training. Um, we've been slowly but surely picking up our membership levels again and we opened up at 120 and we're now up to 150 and we've done things nice and slowly here because I was a little bit concerned that if I went too crazy signing up hundreds of students and then some restrictions got dumped on us again that I'd put myself back into a similar position that I was in last year and I didn't want that to happen. Now, interestingly enough, obviously, we've now had the announcement that all legal limits are going to be lifted with regards to COVID restrictions. I know there's been a little bit of uncertainty, shall we say, within sort of the um, the sporting um, uh, grassroots martial arts community as to what it means for us because our specific guidance hasn't been updated. Now, I'll be honest... I'm not one bit surprised by that, and I don't think it will get any sort of meaningful updates either now. I think we're very much into the territory of crack on however you feel is sensible and then go from there. So 
I do talk a little bit about this with Matt, which I'm going to play to you in a few minutes. Um, but, you know, in my school, we've put some policies in place that I feel is sensible given the current climate. But on the flip side, you know, um, we've just got to get on with things. Now, it's been so long that we've had all these restrictions on. And I'm not just speaking from a, a, a martial arts sort of keenness perspective, but also from running it as a business. You know, I've got to really start, you know, recouping the the losses that we've um, endured this last year and a half, you know, for for the longevity of the school and to, you know, make sure that we're going to be around for years to come for future students. Um, there will be some risks. I mean, it's a trade-off. I know this, the the summer holidays is different around the UK for different, different areas, but um, the restrictions ease on the 19th. And then for us in my area, the school's actually closed that Friday. So, you know, that, that sort of Monday to Saturday period there where we, we're going to have eased everything up. I am actually expecting it to be pretty quiet because I think a lot of parents are going to be wary about the risks of catching because the, the levels everywhere have gone through the roof in schools. But I think a lot of the parents are going to be wary of putting their kids in, you know, what could be perceived to be increased risk right before going on summer holidays. Nobody's going to want to do that. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to put the changes in on the 19th, um, cross our fingers that we get through that week okay. And then after that, once the school's finish, once they're shut for the holidays, the risks are going to reduce significantly for the kids because they're not going to be on top of each other at school every day. You know, there's, they're going to be mixing in a couple of circles here and there, you know, with their friends out and about maybe. Um, a little bit of time indoors. It's going to be quite warm though, I would imagine. So not going to be like a school when they're, in, you know, they're indoors most of the time from nine till three, all sat around each other in classrooms. So, I, you know, I anticipate that things should stabilise in that regard significantly. And then ironically, again, I mentioned this with Matt, you know, I'm actually, I think I do anyway. I kind of lose track of what we've spoken about. Anyway, um, I'm actually now in a position where I'm more concerned about the kids coming in than the adults. It's kind of flipped. You know, the majority of the adults coming in now have had one, if not two, jabs now of the vaccine. And, and recent studies, I believe, have shown that, you know, the, the, the likelihood of you getting ill from it is ridiculously tiny. Uh, and now they've actually found that it reduces your risks of transmitting it, if you do catch it, by anywhere up to 80 to 90%. So... I'm not really concerned about the adults anymore mixing, you know. I think we're 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 past that point now of being concerned with them. So yeah, just gotta get through the the next week with the kids and uh, and then go from there. But in, in, away from that, in other news, I'm sure most of you will have watched um the UFC at the weekend and witnessed um Mr. McGregor's horrific I hate it when you see injuries like that. It's just, just ugh. I hate seeing leg breaks or anything like that. Um, I don't know why. I've never actually suffered from a significant uh, fracture. I've done fingers and elbow and stuff, but never legs, arms, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was a bit of a horrible one to see. Now, interesting enough, for people who know what I'm like for, for, for analysing stuff, I'd been looking at some of um, the, the photos and footage of, of Conor McGregor leading up to this. And, you know, I'd already decided in my head looking especially looking at the photos uh the weigh-in you know uh it looked as if he was i personally thought he was going to come out with a lot more kicks which funnily enough is what he did he opened that the the fight with that flurry of um spin back kicks and and and, and pushing front kicks and it was looking good although ironically it does seem like i know this there's, there's a bit of a debate going on to it but it, it looks as if um, one of the, the the front kick 
just before when he steps back to throw the cross where ultimately his leg does go. If you watch it carefully, which is, again, for somebody who doesn't like seeing people breaking limbs, I have freeze-framed it and watched it slowly. The break actually happens as he's pushing for the cross, not when he steps back. If you look at it really carefully, you can see that he's the, the, the bottom half of his leg, just above his ankle, is actually starting to flex as he's as he's pushing forwards. And obviously, as he steps back, it finishes it off. Anybody that's suffered a break in a leg like that will know that obviously the, the surrounding soft tissue and ligaments is really tight, and it often holds the joint solid. And then once it obviously once it flexes and the bone separates, it kind of shoots past each other. Um, so yeah, it's uh, anyway particularly nasty injury. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I know he's already posted a series of videos or a video at least. Um, claiming that he's going to be six weeks on crutches and then straight back into rehab and training. So, you know, let's be honest. I think it's, what, four fights on the trot he's lost now. But let's be honest. I was saying this to one of my staff members yesterday. We'll we'll want to watch him fight again if there's another fight. We just, just out of curiosity, you just want to, don't you? We want to see, you know, will he be able to, you know, come back from it? And it, it's um, he's done such a good job at building up this sort of, never-ending interest around him. Um, I read somewhere that he, he made something like 182 million last year. So, I mean, there's also the fact of, would you, you know, in, in, in your early 30s, I was like 33 now, I think, you know, he had that significant calf trauma last time out. And then, obviously, he's now got this lower limb break. At what point do you call it quits? You know, um, it could he, you know, he could still make some significant money from it, without a doubt. But, you know, do you keep risking your health? Or then again, you look at it the other way around. If he's making that sort of money anyway, is this sort of like a hobby to him? Is this just something he enjoys doing so he can do it to make money as well? I mean, who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. Anyway, let's get jumping into my chat with Matt. It's an extended chat with Matthew, or Matt Chat, this week, um, because we had so much to catch up on. Uh, we touch on a number of posts you may have seen on Facebook. I've been asking people how um, COVID's changed their school, you know, what policies have changed and what things are going to keep longer term. So we have a nice long chat about that amongst other stuff. Anyway, I will go over to that call now and then I'll speak to you all afterwards. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Okay, so joining me on the phone, and I'm going to be straight up honest here, our Skype call's just messed up. For the second time today, this <laughs> is Matthew Chapman. Hey, I'm here, hopefully. So for... just a little insider thing here. You know, I, I don't like to fake it. We My, my Skype's just messed up and just cancelled the first 20 minutes of our recording. So we're going to do it again, because Mr. Matthew Chapman is such a very, very nice man, and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind, dude. These it's technology. Happen. It's technology. Anyway, but let, let, let's talk a bit about the stuff. Which was, how are you doing? I, I'm okay. I'm looking forward to Freedom Day as long as uh, Boris doesn't change his mind again. As if, as if he could do well. As if well, he, he wouldn't do mind. that, would he? Wouldn't do no. that now, would he? Never. Oh, the panto that is this changing <laughs> situation. I mean, it'd be funny in any other circumstance, wouldn't it? But it would, yeah. So yeah. that's not too far away. Uh, so. It's going to be very weird and, you know, not wearing a mask if you don't want to and rubbing up against strangers if you want to. And... Pardon? <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> wandering around wherever you like without, you know, bits of tape on the floor telling you which direction. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, the bits of tape in supermarkets. It's probably cost, it's caused more 
fights than oh god yeah people tatting at you and telling you to go <laughs> yeah. the other way <laughs> that says no entry oh sorry yes. <laughs> oh sorry yeah uh yeah, yeah it's gonna be strange it's gonna be strange um you know I've, i'm at a point now with my school where i need to start getting back to normal you know yeah, of course we've, we've we've managed to scrimp and save and 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 not not steal but <laughs> we've got through <laughs> business-wise we've managed to you know get through the last whatever it is of 17 months or whatever it is now um which is crazy when you think about it when you think back to when it first yeah. started that i mean yeah we going thought it was going to be a couple of weeks and uh all blow over right but, yeah yeah exactly wow. um, and um you know we're i'm at a point now where i'm ready to get get going we're going to keep some some restrictions in place just because the rather strange way that they're sort of re- releasing all all the rules is you know for example uh, pretty much everything if they carry on with it all legal limits will all be removed so there'll be no masks as you say social distancing blah blah, blah. but they're not going to change the whole thing with self-isolation until august so they're going to let everybody mix and be around each other which will obviously increase the chances <laughs> of people catching it but the whole yeah. rules around not having to self-isolate doesn't come in until August. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, exactly. So my, I've already said to my staff, you know, um, we're going to keep the social distance going for staff to students, which is yeah. disappointing because we want to hold pads and we want to, we want to get sparring again and we want to get joining in with the groups. But if somebody wanders through that class and tests positive, we have to isolate for 10 days. Yeah. That's not great for running a martial arts school. So, um, well, we're going to keep the instructors socially distanced from the classes uh, and a few other bits and bats. But um, I, I mean, that's kind of the theme of what I wanted to talk about today with you, um, because back in June, I posed a question on my Facebook wall to martial arts school owners out there. And basically I asked them, um, rules and regulations aside, how has COVID changed the way that they run their schools? You know, um, have they had to consider changing any classes? Have they found that it's helped in any areas they hadn't previously considered? Have they had to, had to add certain types of classes that they'd maybe not previously um, considered or looked at? Um, and there was, you know, we had just short of 40 answers, a lot of very, wow. very, very similar answers, um, but some interesting ones too. And I thought it'd be nice to sort of go through those and you can put your ideas in too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let, let's let's get started yeah absolutely so i mean just quickly with with my own school um the first question i asked was the rules and regulations aside how has covid changed the way your school operates um i mean mine does now um you know i i was very it's uh, uh, my own thing i mean for, for because it's always running a certain way for so long a lot of the way my school operated was in my head it wasn't sort of written for anybody to, to be able to to follow or you know, yeah. even myself, which is a bit silly, really. Um, and, you know, the, it now operates. <laughs> there's a structure. There's a, there's a this, this leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. Whereas it used to be new member comes in, they join or they don't. <laughs> was that your system back that in the day? That was the system, eh? the end. Ah, right. Um, I didn't really gotcha. push the follow up. I didn't, um, because we never really had to. Um, yeah. And, it's not necessarily that we have to now. It's just it's given me the opportunity to sort of create a, a, a school that sort of runs itself a little bit more um, rather than me sort of spinning all the plates. Um, so that's yeah. good. It's good. I've had time to sit down and uh, create some systems um, because I always Very knew how cool. to do them. But I just never did, which is, you know, being honest, it's just yeah. 
and it wasn't really laziness. I don't know what it was. It's just bad habit, I guess. I think it's just um, momentum. You, your, your school's running along. It's working. You know, you don't want to change anything. And, you know, sometimes you need this break or a bit of space to reassess, don't you, and take a look at it. Yeah. Um, now, some of the questions. Uh, now, uh, sorry, the answers, sorry. I did actually explain on the, the thread that I wouldn't be mentioning anybody's names, so I won't. If I do accidentally at any point, I apologise <laughs> ahead of time. I'll beep it out on the uh, I'll edit. Um, right. So this is this has been a common one. Um, I nearly said the person's name then. <laughs> you just said so, you wouldn't. Person one <laughs> says um, they replied uh, their class times have shortened by 30% to allow for cleaning between sessions, safe arrival, departure of students, students training in one session a week to allow for social distancing. Um, yeah. That's that's been quite a common one, but uh, that, that you know answers wise, the fact that they've noticed that it's that they they know that they've shorted them by thirty percent is quite impressive. Oh. Um, I I wouldn't have said it as a percentage; I would have said five minutes or ten minutes or whatever. <laughs> um, I wonder if they're going to keep them shortened when uh, everything reverts back to semi-normal, or they and I wonder if they felt that they could deliver the same quality of class in that yeah. shortened time. Yeah, that that will be an interesting one to see because I, I mean, it's it. I, I guess to a certain degree, it will depend on how they run their school. Yeah. If it's a full time school that they view as a business, or if it's something that they're doing as more of a hobby, I think that might influence their decision. But if they're running it as a business, I would assume that if people are happy with the shorter classes and nobody's really complaining, if the, the classes are shorter, they can fit more classes in. If you can fit more classes in and get more students in, you know, yeah. um, so maybe they will. I mean, with the cleaning, I think um, actually one person does, as you say, one of the, the, the their replies that martial arts schools have never been so clean. Um, <laughs> True. I think that's something that, you know, would be great for everybody to keep. We, we certainly will. You know, I think um, it's, it's really important, especially for parents coming into the school. Um, the most common complaint that I think martial arts instructors get in terms of how their school looks is how it smells. Yeah. You know, and we've gone nose blind through decades of <laughs> kicking and punching and holding stinky pads and yeah. wrestling. And so we can't, we walk into a stinky school and we go, oh, this smells awesome. They work hard here. This is great. Yeah. But for someone who's not been in that environment their whole life, uh, it, it just doesn't smell great. So I no. think that cleaning thing is is important. De definitely, definitely. Or get some really good Glade plugins. <laughs> you need about 100 in most martial arts schools. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Um, now this, this um, guys, I'm not, as I say, there's been nearly 40 replies. So I'm not going to go through each and every one because there is a certain degree of repeating going on, obviously. But one yeah. that has popped up a lot, which interestingly enough, I am going to be doing as well is they've said no spectators in brackets parents has massively ah, improved yes. class retention. This is interesting. Has massively improved class retention. Of course. This, is what this person says, and they're considering getting rid of spectators um, for this part alone, um, which is an interesting one. I mean, for me, I've, it has been absolute bliss. Um, yes. Not having people in reception making noise, yeah, um, you know, the sometimes across the yeah. mat uh, you know, on their phones, generally, you know, in yep, yeah, I know, I've it, been there. In part, it's people don't realise they're being loud. 
um, yep. and 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 then there's those that just don't care. Um, but regardless of what it is, it's just been so much better. Um, we've noticed um, a, a huge increase in the the kids focusing, which yep. in turn leads to a a, a drop. Up. We've had our our retention's gone. I mean, it's, our retention was never bad, mm. never, no, never, you know, really bad. But it's it's improved even more because they're, they're they're focusing on what they're doing, so they're not falling behind. They're not, you know, it's just that knock on effect that starts with them concentrating. Yeah. <laughs> it does help, doesn't it? Yeah, it's been I think brilliant. It's, I think if I was still running a school, I'd yeah have, implement that straight away. No spectators, yeah, because it just. It makes everything a lot easier for the instructor and the student. Um, you know, parents are maybe only just trying to help out sometimes, but you know, we've all had parents shouting across the mats or parents criticizing their children's technique or parents having a go at the children for not behaving perfectly. And that sets mm. the child off. So when they return to the mat, they're a bit more antsy and a bit more difficult to deal with. So I think it's, yeah, they'd all be gone in my imaginary school. Yeah, I mean, the only downside to it, um, and then this is going to be dependent on obviously the school, the setup, the type of business, the staff members, is that when the parents are in there, you've got a staff member free or a dedicated receptionist or somebody that can work that side that can go and sort of work the parents, go and speak to them. You yeah, know, yeah. Get- have a chat with them, see yeah. how they're doing, see how the kids are doing. Yes, you know, very true. Your, your Jimmy's doing really well. Have you considered? You know, um, getting him on our sparring program, or have you considered uh, maybe bringing him three times a week instead of twice? You know, you can do all those little bits yes, when they're in. True. You can sell them the t-shirts, the kit bags, the you know the all the extra bits um, mm. that you can't do when they're not there. So there's that trade-off. It's I guess it depends how you run your school, really. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, but we're we're gonna. I mean, initially, initially, I'm gonna be following that process, not because of um, not liking them being there because I just don't want them in under you know we just today I think it was 35 35 and a half thousand new cases you know yeah, so um, don't want 20 no. adults spluttering and coughing in your, no. your waiting area do you know when realistically all they're going to be doing is looking on the phone and drinking coffee mm. you know I, I would say a good 80 to 90 percent of them aren't there because they're genuinely interested in what the kids are doing they're there because it's convenient just to stay there yes so, you know, I'd rather they weren't. <laughs> yeah, and I think most schools are probably going to do the same. I've chatted to a lot of instructors and they're like, it's been, like you say, it's been bliss just to be able to focus on teaching great, great classes and not worrying about performing for the parents or necessarily, you know, dealing with issues with the parents and the noise. And uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a big change. Yeah. Um, just looking at one of the replies here, they said uh, this person said uh, for them, COVID has helped improve a few things. Uh, they personally think they took for granted, and it's helped with the ability to create stronger business frame as well as technical training. Um, and then they said, let's face it, most martial arts schools are a lot cleaner too, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but there's that 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 theme of sort of tightening up the business element has um, been a common common thing. I think people have, I mean, I, I certainly know, um, you know, my my spell I had in isolation through COVID running through my household. I was stuck in my house for um, 14 days at one point in you know, consecutive oh. days, um, <laughs> just the way it ran. And in that period, I, I 
set to and did um, a level three safeguarding course. Now, yeah. I will be honest with everybody out there that's listening to this. If that was an accident. Um, I clicked on the wrong course. <laughs> okay. The course I ended up doing online actually allows me to teach people safeguarding. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, there was something like 86 modules. It was ridiculous. It, it, I was just like... Well, at least you're now a safeguarding yeah. expert. I'm like, I've looked at it and I'm like, there's, there's an awful lot of modules on oh, this. Yeah. And then I started wow. scrolling through it and I'm like, hang on, this is the wrong... And I'd already started it. So I thought, well, I'm stuck in now for two weeks anyway. I may as well do it. Um, so, yeah, level three safeguarding officer now. But no, joking aside, I did I did that and a number of other um, online courses as well um, because I had the time to do them. So I, I just sort of picked up the, uh, the different qualifications that I'd wanted to do for a long time and never really got around to doing it. Um, and yeah. I dare say and that I think this... a lot of instructors have done the same, haven't they? They've used yeah. it as an opportunity to expand their knowledge, their experience, get the qualifications that they may not have had the time to do if they were you know teaching every day so yeah it, i think it has led to an upgrade in all sorts of skills including the business skills um, and i think people have now started to take marketing and business skills more seriously because it's now kind of essential for survival you can't just necessarily teach great classes and wing it you do need to know understand how to market your school how to present it to your you know local community in the best light how to recruit people how to upsell how to you know support your students all of that stuff is important because that's what allows you to grow a school that can survive these types of events you know yeah the, the another um another common reply was that people have been splitting their kids groups into um smaller groups essentially they've separated the age groups more yeah and um, we always did a four to six and a six plus but some have gone further than that they've split there uh, and i think a lot of it has been driven by the the case numbers in whichever area they're in i mean um we've got it quite bad in our high schools around here at the minute but some have had it even worse there's one instructor right. i spoke to they they've ended up they ended up having to close their school their martial arts school for a week because um two local high schools of them were closed completely closed um which took out the majority of their students oh. <laughs> so they they closed because there was, there was next to nobody come in because all the kids were isolating yeah. um and so i think you know a lot of people have looked at that and gone do you know what it would make sense for us to split the younger kids you know the sort of four three four five six and then seven eight nine and then ten eleven twelve because You've got these little pockets of group of age groups that there was. I mean, I'm seeing it now. We're we're seeing a lot of sort of year sevens and eights um, isolating at the moment um, from one of our local. That's high a schools. lot of classes, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, now I've not done that. <laughs> I've I've not done that. I, I, I what we've ended up doing is um, creating bubbles of tens. So I'm um, sorry if one of my staff members was just leaving. I was just giving him a thumbs up. Um, oh. We've got, um, yeah, we've, we've created bubbles of 10. Um, and, and we did that in part to manage, you know, the, the operational side of things in the school because of, you know, the way they were coming in and out and all this stuff and where they were putting their kit and how they were mixing in the class and keeping the instructors separate from the kids. Um, but also, you know, as a, as a, parent myself you know i know what it's like when you get that call to say 
sorry to tell you, but <laughs> Billy's mate's got <laughs> yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'll be honest, I was looking at, I mean, to each their own, everyone's running their schools how they need to run them. So there's no judgment in what I'm saying here with this. But I did see some of these classes with sort of 25, 30 kids in. And I'm thinking that is a lot of people's days to spoil if one of them kids test positive. Yeah, true enough. That's a lot of people you've got to ring and say, I'm really sorry. Yeah, really sorry, but uh, you've got to stay I, home now. I kind of felt comfortable with the idea of saying my Tuesday five o'clock class, it's got eight kids in it. I've got to spoil eight families days, but then everybody else is OK. So I right. created a lot of work for myself by having so many classes. But I just felt like I wasn't going to end up wiping out half my membership in in one hit if somebody came through. Now, touch, touch wood, I'm not superstitious, but we haven't had a single bubble go down yet. I don't know how. Oh, cool. I think it's just a combination of sheer luck <laughs> and, and genius. that we've got so many bubble size, you know, so many classes. And right, so many right, bubbles. right. Oh, no, look, then it works. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just keep telling myself that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough of it now. Totally, totally had enough, you know. I think I, I'm going to end up turning into one of them rebel schools from the 19th. If they, if they go back on it all, I'm going to be like, no, nope, we're opening. I'll be in the news. I'll be <laughs> yeah. local martial arts instructor defies government. <laughs> Teaches one class with 200 members in it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another common theme has been people reducing, like we said earlier, people reducing their class um, lengths because they've had to put cleaning time in. Yeah. Um, and... It would seem that they are uh, reading through some more of the comments that they are going to um, going to keep those uh, keep that in place the the, the shorter classes. Um, so I think for a long time people I, you do see it sometimes people feel that they have to have a certain length class. Yes, that there's an expectation that it needs to be ninety minutes or that it needs to be two hours or. There's no expectation from students who are joining at all, is there? No, not at all. It's just what you kind of did when you were coming through you know so if your instructor had a two-hour class that's the way it's got to be that's yeah. you know that's the way well, it is I, I did um i did two-hour classes when i was a kid um yeah. back when i was a lad um no we did we did two-hour classes that's what it was it was just how it was and i remember when i joined there was a the school in particular that i wanted to join was um one of the first schools to sort of adopt the more modern approach it was in the sort of mid to late 90s and the classes were 45 minutes. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, that's, that's not long enough. That's not going to work. And then, anyway, I went, oh, I had a free trial for six weeks. So I went along anyway. And I remember coming out of the first class and going, I did way more in that 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. You had to condense it, right? Then, yeah, I did way more. I did way more training in that 45 minutes than I did in the two hours of the class I used to go to. Because there wasn't yeah. that off you go for half an hour <laughs> and you just pratted about you didn't really you know whereas it was constant rotation of you were you know um you were always changing you were always doing something different there was you know you were constantly moving you were going you were going and you you came out energized and buzzed and so we've yeah. kept that you know we have 45 minute and one hour classes depending on their age and their ability and uh, it works fine you know but to yeah, each their own i guess yeah it's each their own but uh, it seems to make sense to me i think it's partially like you say age dependent there's no point in trying to teach a four-year-old for two hours let's be honest 
it's just not going to happen. So, you know, we know their kind of max time that they can handle doing an activity is about half an hour. So that's that's fine. But as they get older and they move through the grades, you know, approaching black boat, an hour and a half, two hour class seems to make sense to me. Absolutely. Um, one poor person actually feel really bad for this. And they said, COVID completely changed my classes. I had to shut down. Oh, a lot of people had to yeah. shut down. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? It is. It really is. Um, I, thankfully, you know, it's never, never a good thing. But it seems to be earlier on, I noted, there was more people having to close completely yes. earlier days. I think yes. the ones that managed to keep going have kept going. Yes, um, of course, yeah. Which, is, which has been great to see. But, yeah, I mean, and, and it doesn't seem to have been restricted to any sort of particular I know certain styles have had it worse than others, but of the schools that have ended up having to close, it doesn't seem to be restricted to, you know, a small taekwondo class or a, a large BJJ school or a, you know, a sort of medium full-time kickboxing. It's just been across the board. It, it, there's been people with huge setups that have had to close, and people equally yeah. with small. And um, you know, really, I mean, some surprising ones as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would guess, say it's because they didn't have adequate planning and emergency funding mm -hmm. which is a bit of a you know a bit of a harsh one but yeah uh, with my business I always had at least six to twelve months worth yeah. of cash just sat there for the business as purely for emergencies I was thinking you know flood fire someone stole all my stuff <laughs> from yeah, totally. high school not a uh, a virus but if I think if they had that reserve there they could have you know, lasted a bit longer, or possibly survived a bit longer or cut trimmed the fat and, and kept going. But because a lot of martial arts schools and instructors are running really close to the edge in terms of what they can afford, you know, and, and their expenses, they, you know, they just had to shut, which is devastating for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'll be honest, you know, we, we had we had some some money in reserve and yeah. nowhere near enough to get us through nowhere near enough to get us through this distance so we've been relying a lot on um the government um, funding yeah. things that have been going well, like on. A, like every other business in the uk yeah. right it's not just martial arts schools is it it's everyone's yeah. been um and we we've, we've we managed to get so far without having to touch that and it was just we kept it separate um, oh, brilliant. and we're now starting to dip into it which right. is i don't like having to do that um no. which is why i am chomping at the bit to get going on the 19th. <laughs> 19th yeah 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 chris just, jones teaches a class of 200 students because he yeah. can <laughs> now i've got i mean the, the good thing is we've all got these systems in place now that we're all running with so that it, it so it's not the only thing that will happen is we if we aren't allowed to open up is that we just have to stay as we are and so we know what to do so there's no panic and going oh what we're going to do if we can't open up well we yeah. just carry on as we are we just disappoint a lot of people yeah um you know and i just i just yeah i i, I uh my head's done with this <laughs> with, with all these rules and regs now i just need to i need to get back to um well it's been doing things normally i mean I, I don't run a school anymore so i can't imagine how much you guys have gone through just having to you know dot the i and cross the t's and just follow the rules and yeah really strict and you know and some people haven't and then watching other people just do what the yeah. hell they like and yeah. um, it is difficult yeah. and and what hasn't helped um if oliver if you're listening is um 
the the DCMS, the government, they've not done anything at all. Like they they put out these super last minute, super super last minute, super strict um, set of guidance and rules that we had to follow. It was sort of a combination of guidance and rules. Um, these return to play policies. Yeah, they put them out. We all scratched our heads trying to figure out how, how, what what related to us, what didn't, how it would work, and all this. We we're right at the last minute before we reopened. And there hasn't been, as far as I'm aware, from the, from asking around various associations and governing bodies, there hasn't been a single case of a local authority prosecuting somebody for not following one. <laughs> yeah, so it begs the question, really begs yeah. the question, other than sort of the ethical and moral decision-making process that you go through as an individual, what is the point of having them? Now, I followed them because I would feel terrible if I didn't and somebody caught it. And yeah. they died, or a family member died as a result. Yeah. So I'm following it because of that. Now, others aren't following it for whatever reason. But the the whole point of them being there was so that everybody did it, not so that if you <laughs> did it, if you wanted. Well, and the whole point of them being there for the government is just to cover their asses. It's not yeah, really. They've not you know. they've not followed it up, which no. is why the nineteenth. I'm a little bit like, well, you know, um, I've followed every single rule the whole way through um i'm not just going to send you know suddenly turn into a cowboy and start doing you know, whatever or uh, screw the you know whatever i'm not, not going to go like that but at the same time i've got to start looking out for my for my business a little bit more um because yeah. powers that be haven't yes okay everybody's we've had these you know these handouts and whatever, which is great don't get me wrong but i kind of feel like if they're going to enforce rules on us and tell us this will happen to you if you don't follow the rules and then they don't do that <laughs> You're like, well, hang on. I've got the club up the road, been doing sparring since day, not day one, but, you know, significantly earlier than they should have been. And I'm, and I've got parents going, well, why are they doing that? It kind of makes you look a bit stupid. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I've kind of, I've done that now. Um, and, I'm, I'm, you know, if they say all legal limits have been removed, then we're, we're getting back. <laughs> Yeah. sparring first session pad work and a bit of wrestling well i mean it, i mean even like yourself it's, it's messed you around no end with the, the super seminars and stuff hasn't it i mean and other yeah, people have seen events three times yeah. yeah it's on then it's off then it's on then it's off and it's just you know it, it let's, let's just go and do it in a car park somewhere we'll go to a little car park somewhere in somewhere <laughs> we'll just do, do like it. the jean-claude van damme circle of cars around you know with their headlights <laughs> shining in <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I'm up for it, mate. I'm up for it. Cool, cool. Right now, uh, I'm just on a flip side, just real quickly before we come to end today. Um, I actually did put up a post today, which sort of complements this. And I, you know, I said, you know, July nineteenth, which is ten days time. Um, you know, what are your plans for your classes? Are you going back to regular timetable? Are you keeping some restrictions in place? Are you concerned about anything? Expectations, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, interestingly, a really common reply was there hasn't been any guidance yet so i'm not planning anything oh. which i'm quite surprised at, if i'm honest it's almost like some people have become a little bit conditioned to this whole wait for the government to tell us what to do thing which yeah i understand but at the same time given their track record of leaving it until literally <laughs> the very last hour i don't know that i'd be comfortable with waiting no, I, I mean, 
I, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, when when he says it's yeah, free game off you go, I'm, I'm off. That's it. That's that's going to be. I'll be I'll be back teaching seminars. I'll be back traveling and doing pad work with people and you know meeting and greeting and uh, pressing the flesh and all of that. So I I don't I wouldn't wait for their written permission. However, you know I don't run a school and um you know all of the insurance bits and if you're part of an association you have to abide mm. by association rules so i guess it's different yeah it is and and the real i mean the frustrating thing for me was last the the announcement they made last monday the whole point of it was to give businesses chance to plan that was yeah, i remember them reading up that detail, did they yeah but then they at the same time kept saying subject to july the 12th or the 14th or whatever it is um i'm just right. Yeah, the twelfth, subject to official confirm because they're going to confirm it on Monday, whether or not the nineteenth will happen. So I'm I imagine like, well, if they say no on Monday, oh my god! Well, it, it, you know, as I said in my post today, it's ten days time. We're, I'm literally having to change my full time school back from this yeah. bubble system with a timetable to suit, with a staff rotor to suit. I've got to go back to a completely different system. Yeah. you know even doing that in 10 days is ridiculous but to yeah, wait yeah. until the 12th and then wait for the dcms to mess around doing whatever they do i don't know what they do i don't know i think they probably go to the local high schools and get a work experience kid in to draw up the rules <laughs> <laughs> it feels like they do that every time they leave it until sort they usually leave it until sort of like the thursday night yeah thursday right. friday morning i can't rewrite a timetable and a staff rotor in and, and tell all my all my students a uh, new timetable no, in, in three hours, days. No. So they've all had a new timetable. They've all had uh, the the staff members know they've got there's a new rotors, um, all the new new sign. I've got new policies in place. I've I've already started moving the gym round ready, um, because I've got to. If I'm going to have it ready for the nineteenth, I've got to start now. You know. Um, yeah. And absolutely, I'm totally with you there. But it's I think the way it is. I think a lot of people have kind of, like you say, been conditioned to to wait and yeah. to, you know, wait for authorization because they're fearful of the repercussions, I guess, if they don't. Yeah. Well, that, Which, there aren't any repercussions, aren't apparently, any. but they no, that, that Exactly. Um, so, you know, yeah, if, if they hit pause again, then that's fine. I'll just have to stay as I am now and it'll only be a, to a certain degree a case of them going back to everybody going actually all that stuff just not happening yet just yeah, hold just on to it, it. Yeah. Be another three weeks another however long just you know be exactly the same but we're just doing it in a couple of weeks later yeah yeah so at least it's prepped and it's it, it, it's all there ready to go and um it's more of hitting a pause button than going hitting the oh shit button you know i'd rather have the, <laughs> i'd rather have it that way around oh, and you know it's causing you know the, the really nice thing is as well it's it's it, it's creating a bit of positivity in in the, the the parents facebook group and the emails and stuff because we say hey look at all this cool stuff we're getting ready to bring back isn't this cool you know um i even like a little joke we've got a a signing in room with two ipads where the students come in and sign in and that yeah. door's been locked since not obviously since march when the whole thing first kicked off yeah. um i was saying because the the ipads weren't needed but in truth every item that wasn't needed in the gym was in that room <laughs> um, I haven't seen that floor since not this March, the March before. Oh, um, and I emptied that room and took a photo and put it in the Facebook group. And I was like, God, oh, do you remember what this room used to look like? First time I've seen the floor since last year. 
and everyone's like laughing faces and having a joke and stuff and it was nice it was yeah you know, um nice to get that little bit of positivity um and have all the members so far we've only had one person show any sort of significant level of concern about things going back to sort of post-covid so I think everyone's kind of at a point now, aren't they, or the majority, where they're going, yeah, oh, we need to just get on with this now. Um, whether that's yeah. right or wrong, I think that's where everyone's headspace is now. Well, I think uh, I think it's right. How could it be wrong? I mean, if you need to, like, uh, shelter or, you know, uh, you, you have family members that are vulnerable and you can't go back and do a jiu-jitsu class, you just don't go back and do a jiu-jitsu class. No, exactly. God, could you imagine if we lose to football on Sunday and then oh, Boris and comes then on? Boris. Riots. By the way, you can't have your <laughs> lives back yet. Yeah, well, he yeah, wouldn't dare. He's too scared. He yeah, wouldn't dare. He'd just like go, yeah, go for it. And then change his mind. It's galore, wouldn't they? Oh, it'd be carnage. And all, all we're going to win the football, Chris. We're going to win the football. Are we? Yes. Good. Definitely. <laughs> it's funny because I'm not a football person, uh, in, but I get behind, obviously be patriotic get behind the team and i've enjoyed watching it but um my life wouldn't come to a crunching end if we didn't win on sunday i'll be honest <laughs> just be... no, but if <laughs> we do win you'll have a little pep in your step and you'll be a little bit more cheerful and a little bit more well, proud so... only if boris didn't make monday a bank holiday right oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i've read that that's all that's another crazy thing but there you go yeah but anyway another thing to add to the crazy list of crazy stuff oh so, yes Mr. Matthew Chapman, what is going on in your world at the minute then? Uh, well, the seminar that got cancelled three times, I'm going to run it this weekend outdoors for a smaller group of people. Hooray! Cool. Um, so that'll be good to so do some pad work uh, outdoors. And then after that, I'm just kind of like you waiting. I've got seminars and workshops booked around the UK based on the fact that things go back to normal on the 19th. So fingers crossed that all happens. And just the same, helping martial artists and, and trying to give them a bit of a bit of a leg up when they need it. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, listen, it's been um, great to speak to you twice tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pleasure, mate. Pleasure. <laughs> but no, joking aside, it's been good. Um, it's been a long time and hopefully a little bit more stability now that, um, yeah, yeah. I'll play end up isolating again now next week. I've said that. But no, <laughs> now that this, hopefully this isolation stuff's coming to an end and, um, it's, it's going to be a little bit easier to get out and about without, you know, you send your kids to school, you do the right thing, and then they bring this bloody COVID home. COVID home, you have to stay indoors for it. Yeah, exactly. Great. Cool. All right, matey. Well, we'll finish up there. Thanks as always. And I'll hopefully speak to you in the next week or two. Excellent, matey. Looking forward to it. Nice one. Cheers. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Well, we got there eventually. <laughs> it took, and it took us a couple of months. But anyway, thanks to Matt again for his time. It was nice to have that bigger, bigger match at catch up. Um, so, funny thing is uh, with recording these podcasts is obviously it's recorded in, in in chunks here and there, depending on the days people are available. And there's been a lot of developments since um, since myself and Matt had that chat. Um, one being that today, actually, um, the news is starting to filter out with regards to what martial arts clubs can and can't do from the 19th. And so far, really, from the the the, the two um, releases from, uh, I think it was BT, British Taekwondo, and the ITC, so the International Taekwondo Council, both 
essentially say crack on as you like. Um, obviously, we're going to have we're going to have our own policies, you know, put in place just to safeguard things where I think is appropriate for the situation, which we may have to change as the weeks go by. But you know, it kind of feels like we're coming out of the end of this now, doesn't it? Which is pretty awesome. Uh, we may have to organise something to reflect that first kickback with Chris the Martial Arts podcast get together. I don't know. Maybe I just need to focus on getting the podcast out on a bit more of a regular basis first before we get too excited. So, um, things that we're, things that we've got coming up. You know, a lot of the interviews that I'd announced previously do still stand. I have been in touch with a number of uh, people involved. Now, actually, really interestingly, one of the people that I contacted about uh, doing an interview with them is actually in the UK at the minute. Um, I give away who it is, um, but they are actually based in, let's just say, a different country. I'll leave it at that. Um, and they're in the UK working at the minute, so we might be able to organise an in-person interview, which would be really quite awesome. A bit of a difference to to doing things via Skype. And as I found out with Matt, sometimes the recordings do fail. 20 minutes into recording, we were chatting away and then it just crashed. But, you know, this is things. This is how it works, isn't it? Um, Again, just to close, a big shout out to martialytics.com and mitmaster.com for their continued support. Whilst I've not been able to get on the air, um, now that I'm back, you know, don't forget to go check out. If you want to check out any of the products from mitmaster.com, if you head over to www.kickbackpodcast.com and click the banner at the top, not only can you support Mitmaster Matt Chapman by purchasing his awesome um, videos and stuff that he puts out but also a small percentage of that will go back to us to help us with the running costs for the podcast etc so if you can do that go click the banner at kickback if I can say it can't even say my own podcast kickbackpodcast.com if you go there click the banner at the top go check out some of the awesome deals that Matt's got in the minute because he has actually got some pretty awesome deals and I dare say there may well be some more in the upcoming days so go check it out Alright guys, as always, if you want to get in touch, you can hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all that good stuff. Catch you on the next episode, guys. It's good to be back. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.